camera. Batman. Oh, I was, I was gonna say a Batmanism, and no, we didn't. Just. I guess there's only one thing to do. Go that intro. Welcome to another great week of Cinemagic Podcast with your host with the most. That's right, Jonathan Gondua and the best co-host, my, well, I was going to say my Robin, that's not much true. Oh, hell no, there's no... There's I'm a no compliment. So you'd be the Batman, right? There's, yeah, there's just no compliment in calling anybody Robin, man. Like Robin, we're gonna have to do a, a latter podcast about which one of the most hated Robins is the most hated Robins, and then oh, that's easy. All of them. <laughs> oh no! Except for Dick Grayson, Nightwing, the best of the best, the OG. The 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 one who would whoop every other Robin's ass that they even stepped up. Yeah, but he's not Dick Robin. Grayson. He's Nightwing. We don't talk about Robin. We talk about Nightwing. <laughs> well, well again, there's that there's that other little one that's Red Hood, but you know that never ends well. So, yep. And that's Rick Acevedo, my co-host with the most. And thank you. I know we had a week off last week. That was my fault. I got really sick. Uh, but we appreciate you being here this week uh, with us as we are gonna talk about what we wanted to do. Who is the best Batman? That's right. That's right. Uh, because I don't know about you out there, but Batman is one of my favorite superheroes, and I'm guessing, Rick, uh, that's the same for you. Um, right? As far as DC goes, to be quite honest, and I mean, look, man, I, lo- I love all my superheroes and stuff, but Batman, I would say, probably above everyone else is my favorite because, see, he's not a metahuman. He's not superhuman. He's just freaking smart <laughs> and i feel like as regular humans amongst the gods right because dc likes any gods batman always feels uh, uh relatable and we talk about cinema in a film and you can't talk about that without talking about the legacy of batman mm-hmm. which has been around for whew, how long right there oh <laughs> my god batman started probably what 1938 so yeah. i think 83 years maybe yeah. Let me look uh, that up. It was, it was started in with the detective comics. Um, yeah, but I mean, in film, even as we're going to talk about some of the ba- Batman uh, has been around in it. film for seventy-eight years. Yes. Yeah, seventy-eight years, almost as much as Superman, the other big one there. But uh, the legacy of Batman, I would say personally, outstrips kind of Superman, just because we kept making more Batmans where we haven't really made as many Supermans. Uh, and there's been way more Batman stuff out there than Superman. Even though Superman's great. Christopher Reeve's Superman, great. Uh, but, you know, that is... I, I still feel like the iconiness of Batman. It's just been pervading. But you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta look at it from this perspective, too. So, okay, when, when Superman started, the movies, the films, right? They were kind of cool and, and sort of, like, ahead of their time and kind but they had that sort of cartoony comic book element where, you know, when Batman films started, they were just 
dark and unique and just brooding the majority of the time for just from the get-go like they really changed the game like 1989 was a game changer because of batman you know yep so you know we thought yo cinemagic here we're gonna talk about it but instead of just talking and listing batmans we're gonna have a tournament that's right we're gonna have a tournament of batmans now it's not gonna be every batman that ever existed uh in terms of uh, uh uh portrayals and I'm going to say this. We have almost every single movie portrayal that you've seen. And we're going to go over each one. Uh, as you see, as they pop up in the tournament. But everybody who's played them on the silver screen, we're going to go over. And we have a couple of voice actors in. Not all the voice actors, because there's been too many voice actors to name. I think we ha- I think we had the voice actors that are, like, the most... Iconic. Iconic, well-known, and highly record. respected to where they could be considered um, in the running for being great as Batman. Yep. And so that's the ones we do. Uh, I'm just going to tell you now, Robert Pattinson's not in it. Don't don't worry. We haven't seen anything from him, uh, so he's not in this uh, tournament. I, I, I'm not saying I don't like Robert Pattinson. That's not what I'm saying uh, as Batman. I just haven't seen anything yet, so he's not in it, right? Uh, <laughs> can't judge what I haven't seen. Well, you know, uh, he, better, he better make a great Batman to maybe forget that shit stain known as the Lighthouse. Uh, excuse me. The Lighthouse was great, and I think you're talking about Twilight... Breaking Dawn, Twilight um, Saga, Twilight Full also. Moon, Twilight. I wish I didn't know the names of any of them. Twilight, please shoot me in the head if I keep talking about it. And uh, I'm, other I'm Twilight. Gonna because I hate Twilight. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's that's probably something we'll never talk about on this podcast. Uh, maybe if we start a Patreon and we raise, like, it, it would be a ridiculous price to make me talk about Twilight. I'm just going to say that. You're going to have to. I don't have a price, man. My dignity cannot be purchased that easily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, and speaking of Batman, uh, we're just going to start to do this before you start starting to go in. Did you see what has been happening with the Blu-ray sales of the movie that you don't like me to name? No. Oh, it has been killing it in Blu-ray. It has been killing it. So uh, maybe HBO Max numbers weren't wrong about how much people viewed uh, the movie, and we may be seeing more of uh, Zack Snyder's vision uh, in the future. <laughs> so maybe Ben Affleck is not done as Batman. Just want that. Just want that. I mean, he's not done. Look, and the only thing I'm gonna say is I wish Ben Affleck were given his own like Batman yeah. vehicle where he wasn't sharing it with anybody because he's actually pretty damn good. I yes. just don't feel that that's the way, best way to portray him because it's like, I, I, I dude, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just the Blu-ray stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't, so, like, I mean, hey, so, if people uh, want to waste their money, that's that's on them. Yep, yep. Yeah. I really <laughs> wish they instead bring back Dread, which I think was a better comic book movie. Uh, it had phenomenal Blu-ray sales. Are you and, talking about uh, Stallone's uh, Dread? <laughs> no, not Stallone's Dread. Not Stallone's Dread. Uh, the 2013, 14 now? I forget mm-hmm. which one. I think it was Call Urban. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. uh, Cersei Lannister was also in there. Senna uh, <laughs> Heedley, who plays Cersei Lannister, was in there. Uh, that movie, if you haven't seen it, is phenomenal. Um, I, I really do think it is. It doesn't get the due that it deserves. It did get a lot of good home sales uh, and a lot of good streaming and word of mouth. Yeah. And Fire Shakar went on to do Castlevania on Netflix and everything else just from kind of that upswelling from how well his dread was, uh, which, again, um, uh, I think amazing. Uh, much better 
uh, much better than anything Zack Snyder has done uh, <laughs> on screen, which should get a second chance. Uh, that's what I would say. Uh, definitely out there. But, uh, you know, there's a, the only hope I have is actually that um, Suicide Squad, when it hits Blu-ray, also sees that sales, and they'll make more Suicide Squad. Uh, and the John Cena's Peacemaker does well because I've read that more. Than, oh more yeah, than. John Cena's Peacemaker is great, man. He was good. He was yeah. real good. I got to see more of that because you know, yeah, I just Zack Snyder. <laughs> so, uh, Rick, tell the listeners out there how we're kind of going to be judging these different Batmans when they go head to head every round. All right, so we are going to judge on the on several um, factors such as. Um, costume, physical prowess. We're going to also talk about like the uh, the darkness factor. Um, you know, Batman is a very dark character. He's supposed to be a very dark character, so we're going to talk about that as well. And we might bring other factors in that are you know sort of wild card factors to yep. to each one. So, yeah. Yep, because Batman always has something up his sleeve. So it's always a wild card. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, that know. wild card may be the Joker. <laughs> so, uh, this bracket, what we did, we put all of the ones in a name. They're randomly assigned, so, you know, Rick and I have no clue who is coming up next. But each of us will just be taking one uh, and going with. So mm. our first up in our round one to see who is the best Batman is one that, I don't know if we're going to have an upset, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be Adam West and Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett famously from the Lego Batman movie and Adam West from the classic Batman series. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. And I'm guessing here that Rick is taking Adam West. A hundred percent. And I will I'm do gonna Will do Arnett. The, I'm gonna do the Batusi all over your ass, brother. <laughs> well then open up with your opening argument, all right? Here is the friggin', here's the reason, here's the reason, here's the reason, and I'm gonna give you pow and bang right up in here real quick. Here's the reason why Adam West would um, crown Will Arnett all day long. And I love Will Arnett, love BoJack Horseman, even love Lego Batman and everything like that. Adam West was the first individual to represent to you know to play the character and be a representation of the character in more more modern times this is 23 years after um the first uh the batman serials from 1943 with um with lewis wilson um adam west first of all played a great bruce wayne from the physical perspective uh he was over i think six two I think Adam West was a big guy, right? He's a guy that if you actually gave him a script right now, well, rest of soul, but if he were still alive, um, you know, he could do old Bruce Wayne too because he just had that look. So he could definitely transform the darkness, even if he didn't portray it in a very campy show in the 1960s. Another thing about Batman, uh, uh, Bruce, uh, like um, Adam West, he really was all about the Batman values of helping society. He was really all about that. One thing is, <laughs> with you know, with his suit, I will admit 
you know, that the uh, all Adam West, 100% Adam West body, uh, maybe, maybe they, they, maybe they could have rethought that a little bit in 1966. Um, however, he had the best Batmobile. Come on, 1966 Lincoln Futura prototype. Who can argue that? All right, he had Bat Shark repellent in the toolkit. Who else has Bat Shark repellent in the toolkit? Nobody has Bat Shark repellent in the toolkit. He had the Batusi. All right, the Batusi. All right, you understand? All right, Batman was um you know his i mean he was he was a bona fide stud with his with his you know just perfect outfits all right and um he didn't look like an idiot like his his bad cave was on point he was always doing experiments and come on who doesn't love test tubes in the bad cave if you don't have test tubes in the bad cave you have nothing you have zero Okay, <laughs> with special powders, and I'm not saying that he was indulging in those special powders. I'm saying those special powders were great. You know, whenever he was fighting King Tut, Lucky Pierre, Eggman, everybody, Catwoman, all three of the Catwomen, he had the three sexiest Catwomen ever: Eartha oh. Kitt, Julie oh. Newmar, and uh, what was the third Catwoman's name? Uh, I'm just gonna say Eartha Kitt as for a young little Jonathan uh, over there. Eartha Kitt as a Catwoman. <laughs> those women, those women were ultra sexy, and he had all three of them as his Catwomen. All right, in a, in a hundred and twenty episodes, he made it. He was in a film, all right, where he got to use the shark repellent, the bat copter, the bat cycle. All right. And you are making a great case for Adam West, okay? You're making a great case over there. Uh, Adam West is the OG. He is the original. No one can, well, no one can say how much he contributed to that, to bring the comedy and the levity of Batman to the masses. But you know something Comedy and levity, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're saying comedy and levity. Here's the thing. Nobody else could do that. He had the assignment to do that because every other time that was done, it either came off wrong or people didn't understand it and it just didn't look right when you realize how truly dark Batman is. And he was able to do comedy and levity. And as a voiceover artist, the two Batman movies that he did in 2016 and 2017 prior to his unfortunate death were absolutely freaking amazing. Batman and Robin and uh, The Return of Batman and Robin and... um, the two the batman versus two face mm-hmm. absolutely freaking awesome campy as all hell yes fun yes it was epic adam west yes yes my dude so i agree with you with the campiness i agree with you but you know who also did campiness but made it actually instead of just campy made it a little more heartwarming a little more humorous uh, elevated the campy formula that's right will arnett's lego batman lego batman is the best batman because lego batman can be dark and be silly without hurting either without hurting either where adam west 
Yes, the OG, the, the signifier, the old one. His campiness is more than the seriousness and the darkness of his tone. But Lego Batman gets to have the humor and the darkness both instilled in one. You get to see him learn. You get to see him grow. You get to laugh with him. And you get to see his dark, crazy characters and the darkness within him. At the same time, you get to laugh with him. Let's not forget his crazy assortment of costumes uh, that he can use because he's a Lego character with everything out there. And his physical prowess where he can build anything. Adam West may have the shark repellent, but I believe Lego Batman can as well, and he can build anything with the power of his imagination. How is that not awesome? He is a Lego building master. One of you of the whole entire universe that he's in, right? On par with Superman and the others, which Adam West never had a fight someone on par with Superman. Guess who has? Well, Arnett Lego Batman, and he's there. He can do it. Right. And here's the reason and here's the reason why Adam West was never put okay, <laughs> on par with fighting anyone with Superman. Alright? Cause nine years earlier, when they had the Superman show, he never fought anyone on par with the people that Adam West was fighting and he was freaking Superman. Nineteen fifty one or nineteen fifty seven he fought no one of any note. Instead, Adam West had to fight Cesar Romero's Joker, and Cesar Romero's like six foot three and a really, really heavy-handed individual. Rest his soul. Burgess Meredith's Penguin, Frank Gorshin's um, Riddler. He had to fight Victor Bono's King Tut. All right. Yeah, but did he fight outside of his own reality with a version of God themselves? Because Lego because Batman all did the that. stuff that Superman was fighting wasn't the version of God. He was fighting thugs in Metropolis. Lego Batman had to come over his own existence and overcome out in the original Lego movie what is just a child's plaything and become beyond that. He had to literally come beyond his own dimension, his own reality, and still be the best Batman. All right, so here's how I'm going to lay this out. It's real easy... To be anything and fight a god when you're a toy. It ain't that easy when you're a real man. Boom! Ba-boom! Uh, I'm going to give you this to Adam West. Uh, as much as I love Will Arnett, Adam West is just... <laughs> Fatality, Adam West. It's, it's, it's really hard... Uh, uh, it's just... It's, it's really hard. Uh, <laughs> I love Will Arnett. But Adam West is the OG, and he does he, he does do that. The OG. He is the OG. It's really hard. Will Arnett is good, but Adam West has proven himself so much more. So I'm gonna give that one to you. All right, all right. Uh, uh, no, I, try, I try to get it. I try to get it. That's good. All right, we're gonna go to our second one of the tournament, um, which is gonna be George Clooney versus Michael Keaton. I'm gonna be taking Michael Keaton, of course. Um, I th I think that's only fair since you know since I since I took an OG in the first one I'll try to make an argument here but you know my feelings so I feel like this is a little bit rigged. <laughs> yeah, so this is rigged because Michael Keaton didn't have bat nipples. He did have. <laughs> you uh, you're killing my had... argument, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to waste time. 1989, Michael Keaton as Batman really brought Batman back to the foreground. The darkness that we even describe with Batman, especially after Adam West era, really gets uh, uh, brought into from what Michael Keaton and Tim Burton did in this movie. Yeah. Our duality of Bruce Wayne, which is a very few times where we have a different Bruce Wayne and Batman, which I say is getting lost in some of these other ones. Michael Keaton actually showed both perspectives and his uh, run as Batman to actually be a good Bruce Wayne and actually be a good Batman. Mm. His Batmobile is iconic. Uh, we can't even talk about his uh, going up walls Batmobile and that scene for the 89 movie. To even have one of the best portrayals of a, a Joker until uh, the Dark Knight trilogy takes it away with uh, Jack Nicholson coming over. His rogue gallery of villains is exceptional. Uh, him himself to do that crazy and manicness that he could do as uh, Bruce Wayne uh, and Batman showing that range was just amazing. And his yeah. gadgets and everything. And he has a great Alfred. So uh, everything better than George Clooney by every stretch of imagination. And Michael Keaton started the franchise where George Clooney killed it. That's gonna be <laughs> all right. All right. So obviously, because it is my my job to try to defend uh, Cloontang, uh, I'm gonna try to defend Cloontang. But um, go ahead. But you know full well this is this just this just lost cause, man. This is yeah. you just want to call it. <laughs> I don't want to call it. I want to. I want to defend the Cloontang. I want to see if any arguments that I make. Um, are, I mean, I know they won't be, it's just, I, I like George Clooney, he seems like a really cool dude, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm -hmm. try, I'm gonna try. Alright, this is for the Cloontang. Alright. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't get to her <laughs> First reason why he should be considered better than Michael Keaton is because he's Cloontang. Um, <laughs> second, nipples on the bat suit. Um, all, re all, all that, uh, stuff aside... I do think that George Clooney was given a raw deal. He was given a script that was supposedly hearkening back to the campy days of the 1960s series when, in fact, everyone had been accustomed to... And even with Val Kilmer at the helm, people had been accustomed to a sort of darker hue to the story. You come around to Batman and Robin, and it's like... First of all, Gotham looks like it's overbuilt to the point that you don't actually see the people. You see the buildings and stuff. Um, second, you had a gallery of, of just incredible um, villains that had a tremendous amount of potential. But again, you know, weren't used right. You know, Vane, Vane is not an idiot bodyguard. Right. Hey, so what you're telling me is everything's bad. I need to get how this Batman's good. You're telling well, I'm me getting how there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold <laughs> on. He had a very weird, you know, phallic-shaped Batmobile with, like, a spinny tip. Um, that Batmobile was terrible, yeah. That Batmobile yep. was terrible. Uh, I mean, he had Arnold as Mr. Freeze. He, you know, he was the yeah, best that part was terrible. of the movie. Uh -huh. Um... Uh... The, t the toys, the, the toys were all right. Um, you know, yeah. You oh, know yeah, what? Uh, I I can't. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I love you, Clutang, but I can't help you. I I do love that. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I just need I need something good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to get there, but there's no. Oh, God, there's just nothing. 
Uh, all right. Well, let's go to a hard matchup. I think this this one's actually going to be hard. Uh, ben Affleck and Christian Bale. All right. I will take. I'll take Christian on that. I'll take Christian on that. All right. I went first last time, so go ahead. All right, cool. So here's the reason why I think um, Christian Bale is a better Batman than Ben Affleck, and this one hurts because I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, Christian Bale brought the friend, you know, he started an entirely new franchise, which had a basically a beginning, middle, and end, and he he just brought it to a very dark place where. The story of the Batman is being retold pretty much in the same vein as, as it had been retold with all right as it had been told with uh with uh, Michael Keaton. Physically, I love Christian Bale's um, portrayal because he does fit the mold of the Batman physically, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the deep voice was a little bit much at times. I feel like maybe he could, you know, scale it back a little bit because he's like, you know, like, come on, man, relax. We know you're Batman uh, and you're good at it. Um, I thought his portrayal of Bruce Wayne was really good because he really did actually separate the two characters. Like the, the way he actually uh, portrayed Bruce Wayne as this sort of dimwit so that, you know, people won't actually um, subject him to you know to like suspicion or any kind that he might be the batman he has michael kane as alfred which man michael kane as alfred was really good um and then he's got morgan freeman as lucius fox you cannot like lucius fox it is is one of the most important characters has become one of the most important characters over the years and on top of that you have god playing the guy that oversees you like if that's like he's friends with god you cannot lose if you're friends with freaking god and and i'm gonna stop you right there because i agree with you 100 christian bale's cast of characters around him for his batman is great his alfred is great his villains are great Uh, 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 his allies are great but you know what's not great him as batman and, and you said portray his Batman, uh, 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 Bruce Wayne, as a dimwit. Yeah, maybe. We see, like, one scene. Christian Bale is the most unimportant part, his portrayal of Batman, in all three movies. They basically don't even have Batman in most of the third movie. He's not the most important part of the second movie. And even in the first movie, his Batman never whoops as much ass as Ben Affleck did and Batman v Superman in the warehouse fight itself. That one fight scene in Batman v Superman is better than any fight scene that Christian Bale was in in all three trilogies. Christian Bale is the least, his Batman is the least most important character in the Dark Knight trilogy. He literally doesn't matter. Everyone else is better than him. But Ben Affleck is probably the best fighter and the best character in his franchise Unlike Christian Bale's Batman, I mean, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna talk about fights, then you know the best fight is definitely Affleck against um, against against Superman. Actually, like that to me was actually the best fight of any movie. 
So from fighting perspective, yes. I still think that that Christian was a dark Batman. I think... I mean... He stood around in his cave a lot, waited for other people to act, and then kind of came through. His Batman is just unimportant. You want a Batman that's headstrong, that goes into a fight, and that people are actually like afraid of and solves things. Batman v Super Ben Affleck was a man of the people. He went out, he fought his hands dirty. He went out detecting. Christian Bale needed Lucius Fox to do it for him. Uh, his Batman needed him to do it for him. By far, Ben Affleck is a better Batman. Don't get me wrong. Christian Bale movies are 100% better than any movie Ben Affleck was in, but Ben Affleck's Batman was a better Batman than Christian Bale's, who was just unimportant in the Dark Knight trilogy. He was unimportant in all three. Mm. Holy shit, in the last one, he, he, he magically disappears in a ship. We never see him do anything. At least Batman was holding the line, hitting guns in uh, Batman v Superman and shooting people. I mean, does nothing. Does nothing in the other one. So uh, he I, got, I'm he, hey man, he got married and wanted to have a life. <laughs> With yeah, he quits as Batman. He's the only Batman that quits at being Batman. No, actually, he's not. He's not. If you Batman. look, if you've been watching Titans, he's not the guy that um plays Bruce Wayne, which we do not have in this tournament. To clarify, we do not have him in this tournament because he plays Bruce Wayne. He does not really play as Batman. Yeah, um, we don't really see him ever as Batman, and he's a no. But he quit. He quit because they did the whole um. They did the murder of uh the murder and then the the re, Res- re- Jason Todd the and that season's not Todd. over yet. So that season's not over yet. We don't know if he'll return. So he's just not in this because he hasn't. But I don't think we'll ever see him as Batman. I I you know I don't believe that's ever going to happen. So, and I agree with you. But I think that Bat- Christian Bale automatically fails because he's the only Batman to quit being Batman. And if you're gonna quit being Batman, you're not the best Batman. No successors. He maybe had a Robin. He had no successors. No plans for following. You know, he had the kid. No, he had the kid from Third Rock and the Sun. He gave him the keys to the Batcave and just told him go up. Maybe without even training him, without even giving him resources. Dude, he's a police officer. He's already trained in police stuff. He's oh, but he's not training League of Shadows or Batman. Doing that is like crazy. If he just believed in regular police, then he'd just fund regular police. By the way, he also doesn't give his Robin any money. Seemingly, only give him access to the Batcave, and Batman needs money to run. That Batman is by far the worst. No, no, Batman. no, no. See what he happened? Quits. No, what happened was is that Alfred, um, Alfred knew this was happening, so he, you know, he left him a stipend and told him, you know, Alfred. No, he didn't. Alfred did not know that. He thought he Bruce left Wayne him a note. Dead. No, he left him a note, dude. There's always. A and note. I agree with you. And I agree with you that Alfred is great. Michael Caine's Alfred is great. And that Batman didn't even have the fucking balls or dignity and respect to tell his Alfred that he is alive. How can you do that? They to ran the into man? each other, but they didn't Crazy. say anything because he's like, "Look, son, no, I would. No, he made I him think be happy to see you with no, a gal." No. What Batman in this list, besides Christian Bale's Batman, would ever do that to Alfred? Alfred would always be in on it. He's the only one that would have his Alfred on the outside. I have an answer for that, but I don't want to talk about it just yet because we really do need to to address that. 
Because that should actually be a factor, like the Alfred factor. Let's okay, let's bring that. I agree, in. it's a surprise factor. And the fact that he did Alfred wrong automatically makes Christian Bale, besides the fact he quit as Batman, the worst Batman on this list. All right. He did Alfred dirty. George Clooney didn't even do Alfred dirty. George Clooney didn't even do Alfred dirty. That is just that is too much for me. I say Ben Affleck even though he's in worse movies, has been a better Batman than Christian Bale. And beefier, <sighs> and stockier. I mean, physicality-wise. Okay, so on that, because to be fair, I picked Christian Bale because I'm like playing St. Jude over here with the impossible cases. However, however, I told Jonathan off podcast, I said, no, I said it. Did I say No, yeah, I just said that, literally. I'm sorry, I thought I said that. Sorry, everyone, I'm not feeling that, that well today. But I said, Ben Affleck is an outstanding Batman that has not been given the proper vehicle on his own. Because it is yep. messed up that he would have to, like, why would you have Superman and Batman in a movie together? It makes sense to do it for the Justice League. But you didn't need a whole fucking film to set it up. I'm sorry, I just don't believe that. I thought Ben Affleck was good on his own. Like I. Yep, and I agree 100. percent I think it's the. And he was very Alex Ross Batman, which I really like. Right, so we're giving this one to Ben Affleck. Uh yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. That's not All something right. that I'm that I'm arguing badly. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I, I again, Christian Bale's movies are better, but Ben Affleck's just a better Batman. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck never got a chance. His movie sucked. So, yeah. so we're moving on to a new one, and we're just going to talk about, uh, uh, for these two, one is Lewis Wilson, the other is Kevin Conroy. And everybody may not be too familiar with these names, but as we go into it, I definitely know that you're going to... I mean, I, I think you and I are 100% in the same spot here. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about them, but we know what the freaking outcome's going to be, so... It's Kevin Conroy. A hundred percent. I just don't want to have the argument. Like, I don't want to have to, like, let's talk about them, but I don't want to have to defend anyone over Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Let me just put uh, it to you that way. So let's just tell them before we talk about Kevin Conroy, obviously, or tell them a little about Lewis Wilson. All right. So Lewis Wilson was, um, he was an actor and he was born in 1920. And by, at a 23 years of age, he was cast as batman dash or you know slash bruce wayne the youngest batman he's uh -huh. the youngest batman. yeah although he looked like he was 72 at that point in time anyway <laughs> you know, this is 40s growth um but no he was he was um cast as batman bruce wayne in the batman serial of 1943 where batman is uh is an agent of the u.s secretly working against the evil dr daka and what was really a propaganda film, it was a serial that you would see in theaters for 10 cents or whatever, over 15 parts. It's like three and a half hours long. So, you know, you want to talk about that one film, this is the first version of that film. And it's a lot better, actually. Um, but And he technically even did a different voice, just like our voice actor, Kevin Conroy. Yes, uh, except he, he by did. different voice, he had like a Boston accent. So if you ever want to hear Yeah, it. I would say Boston. <laughs> if you ever want to hear Batman... It was, it was, it was Boston, it was Boston Batman against, you know, against Dr. Dockett. So like, it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, I'll say interesting. And that's, that's really, I'm going to leave that. But, um, the thing with, with 
I think Lewis Wilson, where he really was at a disadvantage, is this was the first time bringing Batman to like an actual, um, mm-hmm. an actual visual medium, and bring him bringing him to that visual medium. You have to keep in keep this in context. Um, people back then only saw comic books as something that little kids read, so the depth of the character wasn't explored the profundity of the character wasn't really explored um the same way you would think you know as 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 it is now just because back then you know um everything was sort of compartmentalized so you know a, a batman just wasn't something that adults would take seriously mm-hmm. you know yeah and as they still didn't when Kevin Conroy kind of took over uh, as the voice, and I say took over, but he was the voice for Batman and Batman the Animated Series, a show that was aimed for children. Uh, but as you and myself have talked about previously in our love of it, uh, that it dealt with adult mature themes uh, that even as a kid show seems so dark and brooding without being light. Kevin Conroy is also the first Batman actor to do dual voices, meaning he had a different voice for Bruce Wayne and Batman, which now we think of it as just, of course, they do different voices. But before Kevin Conroy, they didn't do that. Everyone just used the same voice. That includes Michael Keaton. Um, It was just until Kevin Conroy did it in the animated series that people loved it so much that now it's in the movies and television shows and everything else you see, but that all starts with little Kevin Conroy and doing Batman the Animated Series. Uh, So his contribution uh, to Batman itself, he's been playing Batman since then. A lot of the DC animated movies, even video game stuff, you'll recognize his voice as Batman as he's been playing it for... for 29 years. Yeah, 29 has been has been a long time. So. Actually, actually, um, the anniversary of Batman the anim- uh, the animated series from when it started in uh, was was on September the fifth. So just recently, 29 years, he's been in and out. But okay, hold on, because but in, he did get to play a live action Batman. In, yeah, finally. in Batwoman, in um, in the crossover in the DC uh, Crisis of Multiple Universes, mm-hmm. whatever crossover yep. recently, in the episode of Batwoman. Where um, Batwoman goes to an alternate universe and he plays a really um, defeated Bruce Wayne. Um, and here's here's why I have to say that Kevin Conroy to me is is just as great as as we uh, feel that he is. Okay. Um, Kevin not only plays two different characters, but it is like. You hear that voice, and it is synonymous with Batman. Mm-hmm. Now, he also knows how to play to the inner turmoil and torture of Bruce Wayne as an individual. And he did that live so beautifully that you have to give him credit for that because it's like, holy crap, he can play like he's got the range of the character itself down. Yep. So, I mean, come on. So we're, we're so that's just a little history eleven, but Kevin Conroy's moving on. We easily, got this. Yeah, easily. Easily. So we're gonna go to another match that I'm I'm gonna pull a Rick here and I'm not even gonna bother. It's Val Pilmer versus Adam West. And um Adam West is gonna win this hands down. I I mean 
that's just see the thing is is I was gonna pick Adam West anyway. So I think and no dis look, I like Val Kilmer and you know what, I love the documentary that he re- did recently about his life and everything, man. I, did, I was in tears. Um I think he's a great actor and everything, but again, it has a lot to do with material. Yeah. Um his Rogues Gallery wasn't that great. I think and it and again it has nothing to do with Jim Carrey not being good. It's just you're not like Jim Carrey really looks like Jim Carrey playing the mask dressed as the Riddler or playing the mask dressed as Ace Ventura. Because this is around that time where Jim Carrey was kind of coming into his own as an actor. He had already done those two. And he was a big, big, you know, he was becoming a big name. But I think in the process of finding yourself, a lot of times you end up going, hearkening back to what people know. And I think oh, he did too much of that as the Riddler. Yeah, um, and, yeah I, but I to Val Kilmer himself. Yeah, to Val Kilmer himself. I always like to say with George Clooney and Val Kilmer, George Clooney was a fine Bruce Wayne, uh, right? Uh, was uh, well, well, better Batman and like a... No, Val Kilmer was, was a better Batman and a terrible Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was a and terrible Kilmer, Bruce Wayne. And George Clooney was a terrible Batman, but a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They never could do both. And Val Kilmer just fits into that. Like, his Bruce Wayne was terrible. But but and at that just, point, too, they were very... They were making the stuff... Um, at that point, they were making everything overly cartoony and it looked on look the look was unrealistic mm-hmm. um when they finally you know they brought robin in and they brought chris o'donnell as robin and i think he had good potential but oh, again he's a rising star and then that killed yeah his... no but i think he had the potential to be a good robin but again if you don't write robin correctly robin's just always gonna be just that annoying he's like scrappy dude like you want to just slap the shit out of scrappy and you want to do nothing different to Robin. See, and I'm going to say this. I love Scrappy-Doo. I do not understand why people hated Scrappy so much. He's but, a fun, uh, man. I did, I did not like Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Uh, and I think he no. was a wasted opportunity in both of those movies. You know that supposedly, um, true story, in 1989, it was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. Yep, but then they cut him. Yep. And then He's also, they had also mentioned Michael J. Fox as a possible Robin. Yeah. So, and I would have loved to see any of those versions more than the Chris O'Donnell version we got. And it is material, don't get me wrong, but they still just couldn't pull enough through to make either one of theirs memorable. Uh, their Batman's memorable. Val Kilmer's Batman is better than his Bruce Wayne, but we remember Val Kilmer more for his crappy Bruce Wayne therapist sessions than we do remember him for anything that he actually did in this movie. Uh, like, his Batman did in this movie. Like, it's just nothing. I... So, I Oh, I, I mean, it's like it's like if you really want to talk about Bruce Wayne's and, and things like that. One of the things, actually, now that I think about it, and uh, you know, is like, um, and I had this conversation with a friend of mine some years ago. I was like, "Dude, you notice how Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne is like? Excuse me, I'm really interested in this car, and I'm really interested in this boomerang, and you know, he comes up with really lame excuses, and it's like, come on, dude, you're you're now you're just overplaying that." <laughs> yeah, which I think Michael Keaton did it better with his art-loving and being a society man of a town, which is why we're going to talk about our next bracket, uh-huh. Robert Lowry and Michael Keaton. Look there, I'm ready to plug Are you Michael fucking Keaton serious? That's not even... Okay. All right, we'll talk about it. Sure. Uh, 
So, so you want to talk about Robert Lowry? Because obviously Michael Keaton is my uh, best bag. And I did that little plug already. I, I, I'm not even... I know you took it, man. That's fucked up. Um, <laughs> I... Okay. Um, Robert Lowry was, uh, was a character actor. And he... Um, he went on... I mean, he did some great films later on in his career and prior. But he played Batman in 1949. Um, the thing with Robert Lowry... He was a better actor... All right. It was the same thing. It was a 15-part serial. Uh, he was a better actor than um, than Lewis Wilson. Physically, he seemed to fill the part a little bit more because he was slightly older than Lewis Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and he also you know, appeared with Superman, so he did do a crossover with Superman. The only problem, I think, with uh, with Robert Lowry as uh, as Batman was that uh, that that bat suit. Oh my God! What a shitty like. It, they really it looked like he was one. Of, you ever seen those uh, devil outfits for Halloween where you, the horns are like pointing out like, mm-hmm. like they're barely up. It looked like that, but with Batman, it, it looked like Batman looked like slutty Batman. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 just. The 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 freaking like the budget was so bad that it it looked like Batman lived like next to Beaver Cleaver like the uh, the exterior shots that they used for the Batmansion or whatever the, the Wayne Manor. Um and so yeah I mean I can't say anything positive about Robert Lowry as Batman it was it was nineteen forty nine it was a different time. At least he, at least he did a crossover Superman. He was the first one to do a crossover with Superman on like the big screen. So that was cool. Robert Lowry did that. That that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing literally. I just had a description, and that's it, dude. I can't. <laughs> all right, then we're gonna go to our semifinals, uh, and we'll do this one, which I think this one's gonna be hard, and I think we're gonna need to figure out. Like, what can we do to judge this one? It's going to be Adam West versus Ben Affleck. Oh, God. This is and I'm going to put this in here. Who could beat who in a fight? And I'm going to put a vote here instead of, like, arguing this tit for tit. And I'm going to see if you agree with me or not. I think Adam West would take Ben Affleck's Batman in a fight. Oh, easily. I, I, I do. I honestly do think so. No, I know. Ben Affleck is buff. The dude has guns. Right. And he got and that's the downfall right there, and let me explain why. Because you just brought up the reason why um, Adam West would whoop his ass. Okay? He's buff. Sure, that's great. You got that big puffy muscle. Woo! First of all, he, his, like, that Batman's body is beyond fucked up. You see scratches everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right? They showed that. They made a point of showing that. Mm-hmm. To show the mortality of Batman. Mm-hmm. All right? Number one. Number two, um, it's clear that that buffness hampers um, hampers all of your um, flexibility, mm-hmm. and it hampers cardiovascular conditioning. Why? Because it is a scientific fact. That a big buff dude like that will throw the first punch and will get winded not long thereafter. See, Adam West 
will jab him. And then he'll go back. And then he'll jab him again. And it'll be like, pow! And then, bang! And then, wham! And then, boom! And, and, and Adam West's secret weapon that Ben Affleck has no counter for is Robin. Ben Affleck is too much of a loner. His Batman's too much of a loner. Mm-hmm. Where it's only all alone and is too focused on just fighting people that he has no ingenuity that um, Batman and Robin would bring into that fight. And also, no Burt Ward, Ward as Robin, although, okay, this is totally different, but he did defeat Kato. Um, and Kato, you know who Kato is. Now, they may or may not argue that this was a fixed fight, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, Burt Ward... Had some moves back then. Sure, he appeared very chubby in that crossover event where he dies right away, but nevertheless, (laughs) you know. I, you know, I, I was just saying, I agree. I just don't think Ben Affleck, yeah, he got guns, he's going in there, but Adam West's Batman is always prepared, has silly gadgets for everything, and also is not afraid to work with other people to solve his problems, where Ben Affleck, has to be convinced to do that. Um, where and, ben and on top of that, um, he Bruce Wayne, uh, Bat- uh, Batman came up with a weapon for this. It's called the um, the 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 bat jiggly repellent, which means that jiggly won't be able to hurt it. And that was like the worst film ever made. Um, and, and J-Lo can't do shit about it with all her goodness. Just, I'm sorry. Uh, So yeah, we're going to do that. I love you, Ben Affleck. I still think you deserve a solo Batman movie, but there's no way your Batman can take on Adam West's Batman. It's just Batman and Robin, man. They're a team. You just can't, you can't separate them. Uh, and this is the Batman that uses the Batman and Robin more than anybody. Let's go, old chum. So uh, our final two, which this one is going to be really difficult. Not our final two, our, our final two, the semifinals. I think, I My, think that these are going to be, I think this is going to be the hardest. It, it is, because these are, Kevin Conroy's Batman, Michael Keaton, Kevin Conroy, this is our next bracket, is kind of based on Michael Keaton's Batman, right? Uh, so his Batman is kind of based on Michael Keaton's Batman. Right. The Batmobiles are similar. I'm not saying the same, but similar. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, they're similar. They're kind of ways they go about things. They have a little bit simil- similarity to them. So in a fight, uh, I think this one's going to be the hardest because they're probably the most alike. Okay, so here's here's what I think about this. You, you mentioned the loner aspect. In this um, case, right, um, first of all, Kevin Conroy is never completely alone because remember that it, with his Batman, there also came Robin that eventually became Nightwing and all of the other Robins, in addition to um, Batgirl, in addition to he eventually put the Justice League together because that was a Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. offshoot. In addition to, if he aged, it wouldn't matter. He's got the metal suit. In addition to, he's also Batman Beyond's daddy. So, he's definitely not alone. Number one. Number two, the Alfred Factor. Let me explain the Alfred Factor and how it plays out here. Kevin Conroy 
is so close to Alfred that at his Batman that years later when Alfred is dead he designs a computer program for Batman Beyond that is the Alfred protocol whatever I think is what it was I don't I, but it was an Alfred thing where Alfred you know an Alfred would come in so Kevin Conroy has that where Alfred for for Michael Keaton looked already a little bit frail and didn't have nearly as much life as the Alfred Pennyworth featured that raised Kevin Conroy's character, which, I mean, Alfred also raised Michael Keaton, but here it just looks like Alfred's about to croak at any minute. Um, mm. In addition to that, Bruce Wayne, I know we're talking about cartoon versus real life, but Bruce Wayne is bigger, buffer, and in much more optimal condition than is Bruce Wayne by Michael Keaton, because Michael Keaton's not a physically impressive guy. I am not saying he's not a good Bruce Wayne, but he's not a physically impressive guy. So for me, it's Kevin Conroy, hands down. I love you, um, Michael Keaton, but Kevin Conroy is the dude. And I'm just going to have to say I agree. I'm, I'm going to go and agree. So I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you all there. I know a Michael Keaton fan. I do believe that you're right. Uh, the Alfred factor, the grown-up factor, I think all that brings Kevin Conroy through. Uh, he's just more iconic, I think, even than Michael Keaton at this point uh, for his portrayal uh, that's coming through. Well, and, he's been, and he's been portraying it on and off for 30 years, too. So yeah, No one so has for, actually played it for that long. So for third place, we have Ben Affleck versus Michael Keaton. And I'm... I love Ben Affleck, but I still think this Michael Keaton will kick Ben Affleck's character in a fight. I still believe he'll whoop his ass. I, I think so. I think he's a little bit more cagey. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's cagey. Uh, uh, I, I agree with you. I think he's a little more cagey. He's gone up against people with guns. So even if Ben Affleck uses guns, that really doesn't matter to, to Michael Keaton. He's bulletproof everything. Uh, I mean, he gets shot by the Joker in the first movie in 89. I mean, and still comes out of that unscathed without 20 years of technology <laughs> that Affleck's Batman has. So uh, I, I think he proves that. I think he has more ingenuity, uh, and I think he's just better in a straight-up fight. I just I just think Michael Keaton's going to win that hands down. So, well, and, and since you're agreeing, Michael Keaton will be our third place. So it comes down to our first and second of who's the best Batman between Adam West and Kevin Conroy. All right. Now, we're going to come back to I think two factors the Robins right mm. and the Alfreds 100% which I'm going to say Kevin Conroy has better in both a better Alfred and a better Robin and it's not just the fact that he's got a better Alfred and a better Robin but I think he is overall a far more intelligent um, he portrays with the, the Batman far more intelligently in the sense that Batman is supposed to be a detective. Um, sure, uh, Bruce Wayne says, by my powers of deduction, old chum. But it's not all just about deduction. There's other factors, too. So, like, you know, Batman, at that point, is using, like, is relying more heavily on computers, records, um, he, he has many, um, many contingency plans that you get to see a lot more of later on. Like, I have a contingency for Superman, I have a contingency, like, case in point, 
Batman Beyond, Superman comes back. Superman has been taken over by an evil entity on his um, on his chest. Sup- like the one thing that um, you know, Bruce Wayne, old Bruce Wayne, tells Terry McGinnis is here's a piece of kryptonite. This wouldn't be the first time that Superman has tried to go rogue on us before. So here's a piece of kryptonite in case you need to use it. So he's ready for every eventuality. Okay. And, and I'm going to say Adam West would be too if this Superman was in here on his bat belt. He would. Because uh, he has shark repellent, as you mentioned. He always has a gadget up his sleeve. So I would believe that. But I'm going to say what actually separates them is Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy's Batman has one thing I think that all the Batmans here have never really gotten to show that puts him on top of everybody else. Compassion. Regularly in the animated series, having compassion for his enemies, having compassion uh, for the people of Gotham, is something that Kevin Conroy's Batman routinely shows. And that even the reason he puts them in Arkham is to, he actually believes in helping people and believes they are sick and not criminal. That he's not, he's trying to help them be a better people. Compassion from the and, Batman. And you know what, you, you know what, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because it was Amanda Waller in the Justice League wrap-up of Batman Beyond which was a phenomenal episode, one of the best I've seen for any animated shows ever, where she says, look, I've never seen anyone care more for his fellow man than Bruce Wayne. And that's all you need to know. And that right there is Kevin Conroy's uh, Batman. So, you know, for me, the best of the best... Number one forever is Kevin Conroy, hands down. And I, as our bracket has shown and I've argued, I'm also going to say that. With a close second to Adam West, and I think Adam West has put a lot of bases that people are still, like, riffing on. You know, like, everyone's still trying to get a little bit of riff on it. But I think Kevin Conroy's Batman was one to really take something that was based on something but make it their own. And more than just the writing, Kevin Conroy does bring something to that Batman that has endeared for, as we've said, now 30 years of him playing that character. Yeah. He's just endeared from his voice to everything. He puts that care in that makes his Bruce Wayne and his Batman feel real. And the animated one has more, I think, than everything. So uh, that's us, Kevin Conroy, man. Best Batman around. Uh, uh, and I feel I feel pretty happy. I feel pretty happy with this bracket. I think I think I'm just very cool. happy with the bracket too. And to be quite honest, if we had just had a discussion uh, about this, I would have gone with Kevin Conroy because, to me, that's what I grew up on. There's a difference between watching, like reruns of an old show or what have you, but to actually grow up on something and still see that it is so significant so many years later. And you're sharing it with your kids because, like, with with my son, I know that I used to watch that. Like, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm came out um, for special engagement, right? Um, and me and, and my I saw kid, the original theaters. Yeah, and no, I, we did. Oh, I mean, I did also. But then I saw that with my son in the special engagement, and he was enthralled by it. And the reason yep. for that is, dude, this is a big freaking, 
Like, he did well. The man did well. He's Batman. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I say, even in the animated, when he is not animating, like, when he's not the voice of it, they're still trying to do his Batman. Like, all animated versions of Batman are kind of based on his Batman, on his animated version of Batman. So, yeah, 100%. Because um, uh, it's, it's iconic. That's Batman. Kevin Conroy was just Batman. He made the animated Batman so iconic that that's Batman. That's what everybody's trying to reach and kind of do. And like I said, even the spillover, the geniusness of him doing two different voices, which now that just seems like a no duh, but that was him. No one thought of it. No actor thought of it before. And that's amazing. So, you know, and Christian Bale, again, with this rough voice, is not as good as Kevin Conroy, who does different voices and didn't need the gruffness to separate those two and make them feel different and alive. So I think it's just, it's something that Kevin Conroy, again, his contributions uh, cannot be minimalized. Even people don't know who he is. He has such, had a, such a huge impact on Batman. Yeah, no, he's, he's phenomenal. And honestly, the combination between um, Kevin Conroy and, uh, and Andrea Romano as mm-hmm. a voice director, I don't think, you know, the only time the DC movies... And they're good. I mean, their, their animated stuff is untouchable. It's 100% untouchable. And their television is incredible also. But when you have those combinations at work, i.e. Andrea Romano and and um, and Kevin Conroy, her as the voice director and the person that's dealing with that and somebody like Kevin Conroy actually helming it, you're not going to stop yourself from watching that. It is phenomenal. It is unique. Like... They make it a point to say Kevin Conroy is coming back because they know that's going to pop a rating. They know that's going to pop buys. They know that's going to pop streaming. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's and, hard and, to be humble when you're that iconic. And <laughs> we didn't put like uh, Diedrich, uh, a dude who who played like Batman for Batman the Brave and the Bold and stuff. Bader, like that. Diedrich Bader from um, <laughs> yeah, Diedrich Bader from the Drew Carey show. Batman Brave and the Bold, which was a fine series, but no one liked it as much as. Anything I think I think that the thing with Batman Brave and the Bold is Batman Brave and the Bold was trying to combine a little bit of the animated series with uh, with with the campiness of the 1960 series live series, and I think it's kind of tongue in cheek. So you sort of have to take it for what it is. I don't believe that that was, you know, it had it had factors like the Batmobile was the one with the big sh- like Batman shield sort of thing in the front. And it was just one of those things where it's like, it's going to have a self-sustaining arc. It's easy. It's, you know, it's it's all really about the vintage. It's a vintage series. That's really what it's supposed to be. So I, I don't, it isn't that he was bad. I don't think he was bad, but it just, it isn't something that, you know, when you say Diedrich Bader, that's the first thing I'm going to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin so, Conroy is Batman. A hundred percent, man. Is Batman. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on another great week of Cinematic Podcast. I hope you got to learn a little bit about uh, some Batmans you may have not known about. Uh, maybe you agree with us with our Batman. Maybe you hate it. Let us know. Uh, let us know on Instagram. Try Skelly Productions. Come out. Let but just know. to let you know that if you think that if you hated it, I just want to let you know you're 100% wrong and we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... 
I'm I mean, kidding, tell, I'm no, but for, tell us who your favorite Batman was. Let us know if, if you agree with this or not, or who you would have picked. Really like to hear it. Uh, Allie over there would definitely be like, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know who Allie's favorite Batman is, uh, but it's probably Kevin Conroy because that should be yours. <laughs> and as always, you could watch us. Rick, tell us where they can watch all of our great things. Um, you can watch them on Tubi, Canela.tv, Alchemy, and Do Ya. So search for Ben and Paoli and Boys School. Check them out. We're still yes. working on our new project um, right now. Uh, you know, Rick is not feeling good because he's been working on a day and night suffering for his art. I'm kidding. You shouldn't suffer for well, art. Well, Ali, honestly, Ali's been helping me a great deal, too. And, I, you know, I really appreciate her because um, she tolerates my, my moodiness and I could be... I could be somebody that you suffer for your art when you're working. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I greatly appreciate that. And all of you guys, man, I love you all so much. Thank you. Well, we love you too. So just remember, everyone, like, share, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next week on Cinemagic Podcast. That's right.